0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 106, Episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top... Fuck Coke Industries, and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, October 30th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I got no butt and I cannot lie. Ooh. No matter how hard I try. Ooh. Tie a belt around my waist, use double-sided tape, but my pants keep falling down around my knees. Courtesy of Pod Moran, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Rudy's Booty, 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 dialing everywhere. Rudy's
1: Booty, 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 dialing everywhere. (laughs) Dialing everywhere. Dialing everywhere. everywhere. We heard you, Mayor Rudy. Hang up your phone. Quit the foolery. Quit the Ukraine for about a month or two. Got your hands on them crimes, boy. Now you're screwed. Uh, I could keep going, but I messed up the cadence and that's okay because we keep it moving. We're all professionals here. We're amateur rappers as well. That's what podcasting is Mm. about. Thank you to At Crispy Meme Donut for that one. Uh, Miss New Booty,
0: as we all know. Thank you for (laughs) reminding them that I'm not a professional rapper because I know that can be confusing. Well, sometimes after you hear my flow. yeah, people be holding us to different standards. Mm. And
1: yes, I almost became a Japanese crossover hit sensation rapping in the late '90s, but I decided to turn my back on it. Mm.
0: So that would have been interesting.
1: It would have been well, sliding they, doors. They were literally like, "You're half black and half Japanese. You could be selling records out here." And I said, "What's the check look like?" Mm. And it was too light. <laughs> Is that true? Um. Yeah, th- uh, except for the check part.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I didn't walk away. The check was light. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to do this because they were making me like sing and dance and shit. And I felt like I was doing some real like foolish oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Is there yeah. videos of that? Hell no. you all never see that Jeez. shit. Good luck finding it because I never sounds did a public like performance. Only weird shit in a meeting room with well,
0: executives. Weird. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. Yep. They just looking at you like kind of wetting their lips. Yeah, and like, I think I was wearing a Dana Barrow Celtics
1: jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I had it. I think it was you on put sale. Up
0: 55 that one time. Yeah, I was you, like, hey, like fuck yo. you, Dana Barros. Got the Dana Barrow's <laughs> fit Oh shit. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Fiza Dosani. What's up? What's Welcome. up?
2: Man, I, mean, I want to come in with a rap too. You know All right, I, go ahead. I I released I I had a rap song I did 13, 14 years ago in okay. Florida. Hell yeah. So I'm going to see if I can remember that. Okay. Revel in my glory. I'm a legend, not a story. You a hater. You adore me. I'm hot. Got you horny. Coming later, not before me. Come and eat it. You'll enjoy me. And I don't remember the rest. Woo! Wow. <laughs> I don't remember the rest. But okay. this was like.
1: You're coming on some empirical lyrical miracle. Yeah. yeah that I was, was like, was that's good. not bad.
2: Respect my hustle. I do what I want. You do what you can. I own what I flaunt. You flaunt what you rent. Your credit's all bank. Hey, do. Okay. I forgot.
1: What you rent. Do that's flaunt. good. Wow. Damn. Wait, that what was just... your MC name?
2: Um, Big Fizz Mandingo.
1: Big Fizz Mandingo.
0: <laughs> wow. Hell yeah. Let them know. Yeah. Damn.
2: If they that ask.
1: Really what, happened? what happened? What and happened? I also like
0: the specificity of talking about their. It was renting their shit that yeah. they It was yeah.
2: more of a hobby for me. I had an opportunity because oh, okay. I was in college and I had a friend. Like I had friends who were in the music program.
1: Well, who wasn't? Who wasn't a rapper in college? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: And so it was just like I had an opportunity. I wanted to write. I did like some poetry before spoken word funny comp like funny poetry that's how yeah. i sort of gotten to comedy kind of like in college anytime there was sort of like a platform to perform yeah it was like, sort of yeah. like a way you know to right so there weren't
0: Japanese business interests riding on you becoming a rapper? like Putting you through the formula? You know, <laughs> not
2: at the time, but yeah, you know, happen, if they happen. approach me today, yeah, you all, and all the fine. money's right, oh, if the yeah. price is right, I just might. There you go. go. I'm quoting Trina.
0: There you go. That was, uh, yeah, that was impressive. Uh, really? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just
2: gonna, like, I, I didn't impressed. just suck horribly, did I? No. no I have no, no, ga- no, I have no gauge of... I like that me thinking it was
0: impressive is like, oh, did it suck? Uh. <laughs> oh, you liked it? But what oh, about you, Miles? What'd you
2: that think? That is <laughs> <funny> <laughs> and, You know, I... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, he,
1: but he fucks with Wu-Tang, though, so I'm um, right. take, take that oh, with a shit, couple of Oh, shit, and my salt. name's Fizza. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have too That's many vowels right. to yeah. be yeah. in Wu-Tang. The third,
2: wow. One Z and two A's. Yeah,
1: Isa. Uh, yeah. The Rizzages and Fizza, everybody know. And Sizza.
0: Uh-huh.
2: SZA, yeah.
0: All right. Now uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Tight. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Kanye is reaching a new fan base. We're going to talk yes. about who they are. Uh, we are going to talk to Hayes Brown, who is the host of BuzzFeed News' new uh, Impeachment Today podcast about uh, impeachment today. Yeah. Uh, what's going on <laughs> with impeachment uh, and the whistleblower scandal. Uh, we need to come up with like a, an impeachment drop so that we don't have to keep referring back to Maybe the Maybe 112 Peaches and Cream? Yeah. We'll work <laughs> on it, guys. Uh, we're going to talk about the latest uh, witness in the closed-door impeachment proceedings. Uh, we're going to talk about Katie Hill resigning. Uh, we're going to talk about California burning. Uh, Kanye being like uh, gone and California burning. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Uh, we need him name? back. No, L- oh. Lana Del Rey was on it with that greatest song. Let's, she, she references both those things. Little oh. uh, inside reference wow. for the Lana heads out there. Okay, <laughs> The Del Ramiacs, Maniacs. <laughs> Del know. Rays? Del Ra- the Del Ragers? The Del Raiders. Oh, shit. Yeah. The Knights. Uh, yeah. We're going to do And also uh, the most fucked Halloween decorations we're gonna check in with those, but first visit we like to ask our guests: What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are?
2: Um, FedEx office near me. I don't have a printer. Okay, is that telling Damn, nobody
0: <laughs> does. How many people? It's
1: weird. Once you get done with college, right? Like, that was the last time I was like, I need a fucking printer.
2: I don't have good luck with printers. Like I swear, like they always just they don't work right. I got a printer and it, yeah. it stopped working, and I'm like, I can't do this. And
1: you're like, I don't want to deal with it.
2: Yeah, I just it was Amazon Prime, so I just sent uh, it back. That's
0: a problem. Today's yeah. billion dollar idea because we always just giving these out on yeah. the dailies, like <laughs> Uber for, for printers. printers. Exactly. Boom.
2: You know that's oh that's. Wow. I'm not you joking.
0: Do, yeah, we called, give out. Real you know what it's called?
1: Yeah, ideas. we do. It's called Homie with a Printer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and what you do is
1: you pull up the pull up the app and you look for the Homie with the Printer. You email the very. Uh, it's a very. It's an encrypted attachment, so they can't du- duplicate it. Yeah. Well, it's gonna get weird because they, they can print out like multiple. Can I invest or something? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll, we're we're still in our first round. Hit but, us uh, with
0: a twenty. Uh. Yeah. And, and we'll. Uh, I'll give you twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five wow. million? You're Damn. Gonna be, All right, to be You're gonna be quarter okay. owner. No, I will. Yes. All right. uh, yeah, we go on a shark tank.
1: <laughs> we're like sharks, okay. For funding,
0: we have a hundred dollars. Cash. Uh, we're looking for
1: we're looking for a million dollar investment for a one percent stake in our company. <laughs> we're like, this is a hundred million dollar company? Yes, yeah. full. It's called Homie with a printer. Uh-huh. You ever date somebody with a printer? Yo just for the printer? I didn't, oh, full disclosure, I never dated this person for the printer. I thought about going on another date. Mm. Because they had a full-on office section of
0: their apartment that you had already installed on your computer, so like you I didn't had the have drivers. Do I'm like, shit. what is that? A Epson?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna
1: put that. I'm gonna put yeah. that printing driver on my computer.
0: No, make sure I'm wa-
2: connected to the Wi-Fi connects yeah. automatically. My see? wife is
0: a printer queen. She makes sure that we always have a printer going. Oh, uh, see, so, that's a keeper. Yeah, that's a keeper. That's why I'm not see? saying that's exactly why I married her, but you know,
1: it. it this gives me to to think about with her Majesty. I'm gonna yeah. tell my partner, Her Majesty, I'm gonna be like, you know, you know, Jack, wife well, got. Printer, <laughs> so that's
0: right. Uh,
2: I'm out here single at FedEx office, yeah.
1: <laughs> getting hit on by one of the techs. Like, you need help, Like yeah, right. fam, to hit start.
2: I wish I got attention from like someone who actually worked there. <laughs> yeah, you and start you finessing something. it for some
1: free printing. <laughs> They're like, Fizzle, I feel like we just go on these dates so you can get like free printing at FedEx office because right. of my employee discount. They're like,
2: no, baby, what? <laughs> or, or just, yeah, because some people, someone has to get off to it. Yeah. it has yeah, to be that, someone has to be into it.
1: Oh, right. Oh, I like, love
2: printing your shit yeah, type like, of. There's so like, many freaks in the world.
1: They're like, I don't care what size attachments you send, girl. I'm print everything. You want a collated model? Beat them
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> Double-sided. Printing is interesting. I, I feel like more. Two page. <laughs> more products Landscape, would have uh, adopted the model where it's basically like gouging, where they're like, yeah, we give you the printer for a really good price, but then the ink costs right. like Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um.
2: But you can, um, again from Amazon, you can get off-brand ink. Oh, really? But that's only if you have a printer that works. Right. Yeah. 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 So
1: that's a good band. Probably off-brand ink. Yeah. That sounds like a cool, like a it sounds uh, like a bad MC tattoo crew. parlor. Like there's Murder Ink or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Off-brand, off-brand
0: brand ink. ink. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is something you think is underrated off
2: brand. oh i was i oh, have god i'm so off tune i was gonna say murder but like <laughs> it's, but off
0: brand. Brand. Yeah. it's murder
2: <laughs> i need to outsource for the
0: hollow hollow anybody who wants
1: printer cartridges for a dollar dollar <laughs> hey. and if this
2: was like um the dmx would be like arf, arf,
0: arf. yeah but it's
2: not <laughs> <That's> same era.
0: <laughs> Same era. uh what is something you think is underrated
2: i think um honestly uh nuts as snacks
0: Nuts of is underrated. For,
2: for busy people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least for me. Okay. For me, I think because like I don't know, like. I, I I'd go, go for the chips or the Reese's sure. but like you know what like sometimes you need a real meal I'm getting older like sometimes my sometimes you read
1: real meal like some nuts <laughs> <laughs>
2: but like, mixed nuts. like nut butters and nuts and stuff yeah. it's like a really yeah. efficient way to it's efficient source of calories and they don't go bad you can put them anywhere I found a loose almond in my bag and I ate Boom. that shit yeah. don't judge me yeah. <laughs> don't that's judge that's why your me. energy
1: is off the walls right now you I found know. that loose almond in your bag
2: one <laughs> almond no someone gave me cold brew I've been up since four in the morning oh I had my to God. shoot yeah I had to put in an audition on tape and get it in super early but like Woo. i know so, so they gave me cold brew i didn't um put any water in it i just like let me just Not take it to. let me shoot oh, it
1: concentrate drink it concentrate. the, the yeah. way the lord intended yeah <laughs> That's here like, I am. uncut you want you want to sniff base basically
2: yeah. here i am just just
1: yeah
2: I'm, i was gonna say god but I don't, you have a lot of people really we're all god yeah, yeah. we're all god yeah, yeah i'm dang.
0: telling people you guys need to listen to what she has to say about energy because she has a lot, a of, lot energy. of energy a lot of good energy what's your favorite nut through as physical. a meal
2: um ca- i like cashews. cashews i think they're are good yeah. yeah they're luxurious but they're they're super luxurious yeah. um where i do yoga she has like a bunch of like little packets of nuts so i just like you know snag a couple there you go cashews but
0: cashews are the best nut almonds are wow. sort of the easy go-to mm. wait hold on
1: cashews are the best nut i think so is there a certain kind opinion. not that i disagree but i'm this is oh. interesting all right, right, right so right the here. thing
0: see uh, a cashew hack you need to always get whole cashews okay. because the broken up kind, like they really break up a or lot. Or they like but slivered. Get the whole salted. It doesn't matter where you get them from at that point.
1: And you like them roasted. You don't uh, do them. You I don't, just do not You them, never had them like on, what The it, raw?
2: I do them raw sometimes. I like all of them, but I think like the, it's, it's probably healthier if it's raw, right?
1: I'd imagine. Like anything, probably. The heat or the roasting can yeah. cook nutrients out. I don't know. That's what everyone says. And then
2: adding the salt. I flavor, love smoked wasabi flavor. Yo, that's what I'm talking about. Flamin' hot. Hey, blue,
1: <laughs> blue diamond. Almonds. Blue diamond almonds. Holler at your boy because sure. I will fucking, I love your smoked almonds. I'm
2: saying put that so in your apartment compartment and like you'll never pass out while you're yeah, driving.
1: Exactly. Is that? Which is you that, should never anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about you. Did you drive here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You didn't pass out though. I'm no, hoping. no, no. Okay. Definitely. Because I have nuts. They, oh, thank God. Thank have, God you found
2: that loose almond. I have almond. ball. I have, um, yeah, loose, I have loose Did you know that this
0: or... is what cashews look like in the wild? Yeah. I had no idea. I saw that for the first time yeah. and I thought it was a joke. Oh, it's it a looks tree like nut. a guava is taking a shit. And so, then it's like, no, yeah. eat the shit. Yeah. Eat the guava poop.
2: <laughs> is that considered a true nut then if, it, if it's coming from a tree? Oh,
0: shit. I don't because
2: know. a peanut, I heard, is not considered like a true nut. I mean, uh, you know. it's a legume. I mean, oh, it wow. does the same thing for me, so.
1: Yeah. It's a cashew seed, the cashew apple, dwarf cashew profit. I'm just reading Wikipedia r- r- out loud. What's Wikipedia? <laughs> I don't
0: know, man. It's all, all entries written by a man named Rick. <laughs>
2: there should be like a nutpedia. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, what is something you think <laughs> yeah. is overrated? Dogma. Dogma, the movie.
2: No, no oh. well, the movie, but like I was, <laughs>
0: Kevin Smith's most overrated film. Dude, the portrayal of the Golgotha. Oh.
2: <laughs> Actually, you know what? I did, I kind of enjoyed the film. I think they could have gone further. But when I say dogma, I mean like like rules and regulations when it comes to spirituality. Like this is right, this is wrong. One size fits all. Otherwise, you're going to hell. Mm. So, any like you know, to me, that's that's overrated. And like. I'm not, you know, I, I don't really do organized religion, but I was raised Muslim. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see, like, a Muslim perspective from, like, someone who was raised this way, but, like, you know, doesn't really sort of, you know, align with organized religion. Sure. Mm. But, um, yeah, I actually went to Mecca um, in Saudi Arabia with my parents because, wow. you know, I think they wanted, you know, to save my soul. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And, um, God damn. empty ritual man or you have to do this and like i have a lot of baby hair as you can see so you have to cover everything the standard of decency in saudi arabia and i'm not going to like also say saudi arabia and islam are the same thing it's like but that's where there's levels to it yeah well saudi arabia it's like it's run by you know it's it's the patriarchy but like out in the open but with
1: american name brands
2: yeah exactly (laughs) So um, you know, everyone was sort of like, "Oh, your baby hairs falling out." Women would come up to me, try to fix my thing, because you know. Yeah. Like it was like forehead clean. You got to have those
1: edges laid, honey. R- no, you, you can't have the edges laid. You oh, got to have them pulled back. Oh shit.
2: If I have them laid on my forehead, oh my god, that's so scandalous. They'll- I might as well be walking around with my titties out. <laughs> <laughs> when
1: was the at what point were you sort of as as a child is that when you sort of realized I've organized religion isn't for me? Cuz it's always interesting like I I my parents weren't really religious. My grandparents were and I went to like Lutheran and Catholic schools. And at a certain point you kind of like look around and you're like I don't
2: know if this is for me, but right. I mean, I see what y'all are doing. I think it was my first introduction to sort of like a connection to like you know that sort of energy, but mm-hmm. like so that part was cool. But like all the rules, I know was like, this is like I don't want to like do this,
1: right? Or whatever. <laughs> it it bunched yeah. up against your like sort of spirit as like a young teenager. Yeah. Or, yeah.
2: But that was sort of my window to like you know if you're like like really going through something. You're just like, you know, you need, you want to reach out to something. That was sort of my window. But I was like, I was the kind of kid who was like, question everything. Yeah. Cause if it's the truth, why not?
0: Yeah. Of course. You know, there you go. So, all right, Joe Rogan. So you're, with <laughs> you. <laughs> hey
2: Joe Rogan, get me. A, yeah, go on. Joe Rogan. You.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. He'd so, like, all you, DMT? That,
2: <laughs> you know, I'd love to I love
0: all the profound shit that you just said. My question is: Baby hair, those are the little hairs Hell yeah. that come out just, when your hair is pulled back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it's
2: it. like these little hairs that just do not grow any longer. That right. you can sort of like just, comb down and
0: yeah. do yeah. like a, like
2: Chili from um, TLC. Yeah, get a little okay. finger wave going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very, she, her baby hair is just on point.
0: Uh, and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false?
2: Well, as someone who was born and raised in Florida, a lot of people think Florida is trash. And I, I would like to posit that, that that's everything's relative and it's not trash if you grew up there because there were moments of joy that I found. And, you know, if I I couldn't move back, right. I don't think, except Miami. Miami doesn't count.
0: Miami doesn't count that's in right, terms of you could move back there. Yeah, well, If I you had
2: to move back Miami. to Florida,
0: you have to live in Miami. Yeah, Are Miami's, you a strong swimmer? Because, yeah, I'm fine. Okay.
2: Because Miami I is about to flip. be underwater.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. In my lifetime. Uh. Well, I think pretty soon. Underwater. <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Get your feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also like um, what's this? oh like and some people say Florida is not the South and again it's I think it is sort of very much part of the South like sure. Georgia. Um again, Miami being the exception. Miami's more South America. What's the what's the Caribbean.
1: most when you say, look, everything's relative, Florida's trash, could be, could not be, depends on your perspective. Yeah. To you, what is the most trash Florida thing you'd ever done?
2: Oh, I've done a lot. Um <laughs> I've peed on a car out of spite. <laughs> I carved bitch into spite. an ex's car, but he pushed me, so he had it coming. Yeah, like, right. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm just like, wait, push me. Um and <sighs> some lady saw me and I think she probably told him. But no, or I—I I think he lied about that. But I think some lady, a neighbor, did see me do it. Uh huh. Um, and I was just like, whatever.
1: And you threatened her. You like get back in your house. This ain't about you.
2: <laughs> and I actually ended up i, I was—I wasn't scared about him going to the police. I was scared about him going to my parents. I was more scared of my parents. Yeah, Muslim, right. Indian, immigrant parents. Like you know, they're a little intimidating. Right. So I ended up getting a job at Shrimp Shack, like a serving job, just to like give him cash to fix his car, and he never did.
0: He oh, never shit. fixed it? So then nah. you tried- just drove around with bitch written
2: on this car? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so.
0: Yo, wow. if the shoe fits. I
1: don't
2: know. Maybe he bought some J's. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, right. I was going to say that idiot is, but I don't want I don't want to talk bad about anyone, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, what's well, your look, problem you with J's? A, I want yeah, resentment. If you see a PT Cruiser with bitch carved in the side in Florida in the Fort Myers <laughs> <laughs> area, Thanks you know what Easter time cruiser. it is. That guy. Yeah.
2: Right by the Edison <laughs> Mall. Yeah, <laughs> hey,
1: let him know. Yeah, yeah wait so you so you uh, that's so funny that you even handled it though like such an immigrant kid like upstanding kid where you're like okay fuck I, I can't my parents right. are like I'll get a fucking job to right. pay you back like it wasn't even some, fuck you yeah tell my parents right see what they fucking do but you knew that wasn't an option I was like tell the so, cops oh you're yeah like, no I'm
2: gonna yeah here you
1: are I feel <laughs> i fill out an I-9 and shit like uh, yeah this is where my paycheck can go
2: <laughs> I was like I just don't want my dad like my parents to know that I had a boyfriend
1: oh so shit. yeah, right right into. right like, yeah. and they're yeah, like was... damn Fizz, we're really fucking proud of you you just out here getting a job doing your thing yeah they were really like you
2: were motivated to like have your own
1: but they're like where's uh, all the money like oh, (laughs) how much money do you think you gave this person
2: it was probably a couple hundred at the time I mean it was like a a long time ago so I think like everything was a little cheaper right (laughs) I'm 80 Um, (laughs) (laughs) did
1: you quit the job after
2: no, I actu- actually kept it for a while. There you because go. um I love, I'm sort of like a hustler by nature. And like as a server, it's very much a sort of a hustle job. Yeah. Right, You, you yeah. know, you sort of.
0: Slang that shrimp. Exactly. Yeah. Like
2: there's not really a, like a ceiling yeah, right, for yeah. you can make. I love that. Yeah. So, Damn.
1: What a, you should be motivating everybody out here. There's yeah. no ceiling. There's no limit to what you can do with these shrimps. <laughs> yeah.
2: And this is like definitely cold brew talking also. <laughs> yeah, it's it. definitely <laughs> sponsored by some, someone's by, cold brew. Yeah,
0: yeah signature. Um, what well, you said about Florida being like part Deep South, part like Miami actually being part of South America is there's this Caribbean book, also. Yeah, there's this book called the 11 uh, states of America that like redraws the lines of America based on like shared values and where settlers came from. And they said that's exactly what they say, actually, yeah. is that uh, Miami, Miami and New Orleans are the only parts of the country that they like don't even identify with any other parts of the country they're just like yeah these are more like they share their values and like how they vote with other countries entirely and Mm. it's
2: those both cities are both so vibrant and there is you know there is of course that southern fusion of course there is but like there's so much outside influence and diversity in both cities miami and new orleans which are both going to be underwater right right so it's you know let's let's all take swimming lessons
1: Or, you know, like fucking get these people to do the right thing by the environment. That would be lovely.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Good one. (laughs) Shit. Good one. Back to reality. Uh, All right. (laughs) We are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back and uh, we have an expert guest. Up first, Thanks we're going to check in with. We are joined by Hayes Brown from BuzzFeed News. Uh, he is a senior reporter and editor on the World Desk and the host of the new Impeachment Today podcast. Uh, Hayes, how's it going, man? Oh, you know, tired. Yeah. Exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Kind of
3: sad. But how else do you expect to do the news in 2019?
0: Yeah you guys are uh, you guys have a new episode first thing every morning that's kind of updating people on the state of impeachment I have found it very useful uh, it's kind oh, of, well thank you uh, necessary assignment for our uh, for prepping for our show and uh, you guys managed to make news of the uh, dissolving of our republic uh, somehow fun. So um, that's
3: that's what we do here at BuzzFeedNews.com. We make the end of the world at least
0: mildly appealing. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one of my favorite parts of the show is when you check in with the Nixonometer. I the Nixometer. Know. Yeah. yeah the we nix-o-meter. love the Nixometer. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of where you figure out where we stand in the broad sweep of history with. Uh, 10 being Nixon announcing his resignation and zero being an ordinary day in another presidential administration since there are no right. ordinary days in this one. Uh, probably like I'm thinking George H.W. Bush or Clinton's first right. term or something yeah. since that's the last time things <laughs> felt somewhat normal. Um, But in that spirit, uh, I wanted to discuss some of the latest developments that – uh seem like they might be might, might have some effect in that sort of broad sweep of of where this thing is headed uh yeah definitely yeah uh, you guys had kind of briefly covered the fact that the democrats appear to be taking this thing public uh yeah yeah which makes sense to me Uh, I don't know. It's been said from the start that impeachment is a political process and not a legal one. So, I mean, in terms of swaying public opinion, uh, it makes sense that you would, you would want to televise it, turn it into, you know, a very boring version of the Jerry Springer show. Um, (laughs) it it will be daytime TV, right? It'll be like during, from Mm -hmm. be start at nine on the West coast and noon on the East coast. Though. Probably. I mean, they could also run it in primetime. Let's not forget that back in
3: the 70s during the Watergate hearings, those were aired during primetime. Oh, did they? Taped oh, yeah, it. for sure. So this could be like wall-to-wall coverage all day. It could be replayed in the evening. It's just not really clear because it's been a while since we've done this. We've never done it in the age of the Internet where, you know, these clips will be going viral. to be spread across Twitter as well. So it's going to be really fascinating to watch how the people consume this because it will like saturate our every moment and yeah. democrats have always said that the eventually they will would get to public hearings right they've been arguing that right now it's you know the private closed door behind the scenes uh asking of questions of potential witnesses the bits that you got to do before you bring your evidence to the public right and republicans haven't liked that argument But Democrats (laughs) have been saying it all along.
1: Yeah. Well, and they're also sort of like, these are the rules y'all came up with. Right.
3: (laughs) So we're just going by, this is your your playbook. Right. These came from 2015, signed off on by a former speaker, John Boehner. So yeah, uh, sorry that you guys didn't think to write in anything more specific about how impeachment inquiries work then. But Pelosi has been playing by the rules that she was given. And uh, they announced that Later this week, I believe Thursday, they're going to be holding a vote on a resolution in the House that both, you know, officially says, yeah, all the inquiries we've been doing, Hundo P legit, and also laying out how things are going to work moving forward. So it's going to be really interesting to see the exact details once that document's released. Right,
1: and that'll possibly help people to sort of maybe uh, obey a subpoena because there's a lot there's a lot of, like, legal wiggle room for people to be like, well, is this actually an impeachment inquiry? Is
3: it not? Do I have to take this Actually, seriously? that that legal wiggle room is less than you might think. so, <laughs> right. oh, so just blatant um, fuckery then? <laughs> <laughs> Very blatant. So back on—so on last Friday, a federal judge ruled that uh, she was ruling on a— case about the Mueller inquiry and right. about grand jury testimony that the House Democrats were trying to get a hold of. Now, DOJ had argued that, well, there is no impeachment inquiry because the House hasn't voted on it, et cetera. The judge said, uh, actually, my dudes, there is totally an inquiry. So you have to turn this stuff over. Right Now, DOJ has already appealed. And in their appeal, they say they're say, trying to argue, well, because this is actually about Ukraine, you can't really ask for the Mueller stuff. So right. we'll see how that one plays out. But to date, the White House has been, like you said, making more of a political argument than a legal one. The sure. White House counsel released a letter that was reportedly dictated largely by Trump attacking the process. But it, lawyers looked at it and said, what is this? He's it's one said, of our like, top legal minds, There's like right? no law Donald in this Trump? letter, yeah. my dudes.
0: Um, so, I mean... Uh, you know, t- just putting it back in terms of the broad sweep of history, I mean, the putting the trials on TV uh, during the Nixon administration was something that uh, when public perception of impeachment really started to shift and mm-hmm. then, you know, it became uh, possible that Nixon didn't have the support of the Senate. So um, it makes sense that they would want to do that. But are, th- are there any ways that you guys can think? think of that this will uh, backfire, kind of taking it public? I I can't see
3: any yet, given what we know about what people have said behind closed doors so far. If they don't want to perjure themselves by coming out in public and saying something completely different when they were speaking under oath before, we're going to hear a lot of damaging things. Um, I will say that During the Clinton impeachment saga, uh, they also had live television hearings, but that didn't really do much to change people's minds on the situation as it stands. I think this is going to be different, though.
0: Right. I mean, it seemed like it was a worse case. Like people, people's general opinion of that case was that uh, what he did was shitty and gross. But the, you know, the fact that he lied about it did not necessarily interfere with his job as the right uh commander-in-chief whereas this right meanwhile like-
3: here we have multiple you know current and former official at the state department and now white house who have said that yeah this really fucked with our national security right and we said so at the time yeah. they didn't listen but we yeah. said we done told set we done <laughs> told him but he didn't listen is basically
0: right. where we're at right now yeah i mean i guess one thing republicans are good at screaming their point directly to their base, just like ramming it down their throat like what what their thoughts are, even when the facts aren't necessarily on their side, like we saw with uh, the Supreme Court uh, uh, c- confirmation hearings last year. So I could see, ma- you know, Republicans during Nixon's time were actively there to find out the truth. Uh, and we are kind of in far more polarized times. Well, you say that, but I think it's actually easy to forget
3: that back during Nixon's impeachment, uh, at the start of it, Republicans also did not want to impeach their president. They they uh, were willing to go along with it, but they also attacked the process. They uh, also attacked it as uh, a lynching at times because, you know, much like the president got in trouble for recently because... You know, there is, there. it's not like partisan politics is like a new thing in the last 20 years, but as the facts came out, it became harder and harder to make that defense. And we're already seeing it play out where Republicans, aside from like some of the true diehards, are trying to hedge their bets a little, especially in the Senate, where once things move there for the actual trial part of things, they have to be serving as jurors and actually make the decision on whether the president is guilty of whatever the House charges him with. Yeah. So, They're really trying to be cautious as they don't, no one knows what else is coming out. No one knows how much more damaging information is coming out. So except for your like Mark Meadows and Jim Jordans of the world, a lot of them are trying to say either, well, we haven't read the testimony yet, so we don't know for sure. It hasn't been in public yet, so we don't know. Very Uh, I'm going to be a juror, so I can't say. So the next like month or two, if they decide like, oh, this is actually looking really bad, things could shift.
0: Right. I mean, Fox News seems to be the one sort of qualitatively different, uh, you know, factor that they didn't have to deal with back, back during the Nixon trial. You know, Fox News was in fact designed specifically by a Nixon advisor who never thought he should have been impeached, and probably in the back of his mind as a way to make sure nothing like that ever happened again. So, you know, the fact that there is a huge base of Supporters of Trump who, you know, they can speak directly to will make things somewhat different. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, whether you can keep them in the dark, uh, kind of fool them, have Laura right. Ingram come on and just shit on every witness and imply that they're a uh Soviet spy. Yeah. Or Espionage, or Espionage, as John
1: Yoo was trying to say right. on Laura yeah. Ingram's show.
0: Yeah, uh,
3: that's you're right. That's going to be really wild to watch play out. Um And. What's interesting is that I was just speaking to one of our reporters on Capitol Hill, and she said the Republicans she talked to are being really cautious about that and that Fox News is going out on a limb a bit, especially with uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Alexander Vindman, who you're referring to just there, who's testifying on uh, Tuesday. So today as we're recording this, um, because he has a lot to say that sounds really bad about how he knew things were wrong about the call between Trump and Ukraine's president back in July. And tried to say so. Um, so yeah, like you said, Laura Ingram attacked him the other night. We had Sean Duffy, former congressman, attacking him this morning. But Republicans in Congress don't seem really like ready to jump on board with that narrative yet. They're more worried about how bad it looks to attack someone who is an Iraq war vet, a current army officer, and won a Purple Heart in Iraq. It it just seems like he's a really bad target, but Fox News they're gonna try it anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're going in. I mean,
1: I wonder when uh, Senator Ron Johnson is gonna come into focus because there's a there's a lot of reporting now showing that he knows a lot more than he was leading on. Like when he first went on like Meet the Press with Chuck Todd and was just like regurgitating conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see like what other senators who maybe in the beginning started off being very confident and sort of trying to. Yeah, you know, sort of obfuscate or act like this whole uh, the call was a nothing burger sort of thing. You know, who when the receipts come out for them?
3: Right, right. Yeah, Ron Johnson's a really interesting case. He even said to the Wall Street Journal, like back when this was kicking off, oh, all of a month ago or so, that he was told by uh, Ambassador Gordon Sondland, the U.S. ambassador to the European Union, that there was a quid pro quo in place about the military aid and uh, investigations into the Bidens. But Johnson said at the time that he asked Trump and Trump said, no, that didn't happen. And that's just kind of the story that ran, that Johnson said the thing, but Trump denied it. So, I guess it wasn't a thing. But that's been the case ever since before this went public. The president has been saying to Sondland and others that there was no quid pro quo, even when it was clear to Sondland, who was helping negotiate it, that there was. (laughs) Right,
0: right. Well, Hayes, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, to come talk to us. People should check out the podcast. It's called Impeachment Today, and it's from BuzzFeed News, and it tells you where we stand with impeachment every morning. Thanks a lot, Hayes. Appreciate it. Glad to do it. All right. So uh, before we completely move on from impeachment, uh, what one of the stories uh that jumped out at me uh off of the front page of drudge uh when i'm keeping an eye on on the conservatives uh the they said that there's like growing fear uh among republicans that they will get just completely cleaned out in 2020 that's
1: just the wave
0: uh yeah. <laughs> they think that, a wave is going to come? They think a wave is coming for mm. them. Um the it seems like the thing so there's a narrow but very uh clear path to uh for Democrats to take the Senate. Yeah. Um and
1: I mean fundraising not good. The yeah, polling is not good. Yeah, fundraising
0: is bad. Polling is bad uh for senators and everybody keeps quitting. All the Republican incumbents keep quitting. Uh, just deciding not to run, um, and they're getting, yeah, like some of the fundraising shortfalls, like places where they're losing to Democrats is like first in a generation bad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. this this seems to relate to the impeachment. Uh, if, you know, Mitch McConnell is very shrewd. That's the that's the mm-hmm. one thing we know about him. And he's all about doing what's best for the party and the conservative cause at large. Uh, and if it's looking like the party would be better off with like Pence heading into the 2020 election, uh, you know, I, I don't think he would hesitate to push in that direction. But, right. uh, you know, that's that's a long ways off. But it's just, I guess, a potential uh, path to, uh, you know, senators actually deciding. Well, yeah, we're talking
1: about impeach. this like last week too. the, you know, the pleasure principle. Right, where like the the negatives are starting to outweigh the the positives of aligning right. with them, and I think that's what you're seeing too, and yeah, the the fundraising I think they should be concerned about because that shows a lack of enthusiasm to get behind these people, and I think also just because rhetorically they're in such a fucked and just terrible place right now, they don't know what to say, they can't say anything, like they're having trouble reconciling like their allegiance to maybe the president and their allegiance to reality, uh, where like they they. They aren't as totally comfortable just telling outright lies to try and defend the president. So that puts them all in a very tough spot. And, you know, you hate to see it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> hate to you see
1: hate, it. Oh, you hate to see it. Um, but and it's only going to get worse because as we were talking about with Hayes earlier, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who is like the Ukraine expert on the National Security Council, testified uh, in front of Congress. And, you know, again, a lot of people. With every person who's tried to testify, who wasn't saying like, "Oh, I didn't know there was any kind of quo qu- pro quomo," right? They're, those people qu- Quip pro quomo. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, another great merch idea. Um, <laughs> I think, like with him, you know, they're, they've already been trying to do these smears on him already. This just so, just for the record, this man is a decorated war veteran. He survived an IED blast in Iraq, right. and he's just. Uh, He's about serving his country, and he happens to be an expert on Ukraine and Soviet Union because he's from Ukraine. Um, But that did not stop the ghouls at Fox and anywhere. Any Republican who has, like, whoever got the bat signal to tell GOP lies, they're all on the same page. There's
2: an unscrupulousness. Yeah. There. You know, it's just... Absolutely. Pragmatic ruthlessness. Well, oh, when yeah. you
1: listen to what they say, like for example, uh, Fox and Friends, they took a stab at this one um, and immediately are calling into question his allegiances. Yeah. So if you look at uh, this Lieutenant Colonel's background, he's got a purple heart. He got hit by an IED in Iraq. Uh, we also know he was born in the Soviet Union, emigrated with his family, young. Uh, he tends to uh, feel simpatico with the Ukraine. Uh, Also, if he's been in that position for a while and says he's apolitical, to me, it must upset him much more how the previous administration handled the conflict with Ukraine. When the Russians came in and carved up the country and took Crimea, and we responded by giving them MREs and sleeping bags, this administration gave them money. What bothered the lieutenant colonel reportedly is a July 10th, 10th conversation between Ambassador Gordon Sundland uh, and a July 25th right. call, which we all know has been transcribed. So we'll see from his point of view. But I don't know how much color he can add to this since we already
0: have Bottom the call. Bottom line is, okay
1: the the first thing is so odd because how can he simultaneously be upset at the previous administration right like the motivation would be the same like oh he's he must really love ukraine But he didn't like the other thing that happened. And he also didn't like what he, whether or not he did or did not like is irrelevant. You
0: got to choose one, bro. It's the fact
1: that if you are the expert, right, and you say, this is a strategic ally, this country is placed in such a way, and Russia is very interested in annexing this part of the country. Uh, We are trying to prevent that from happening, from them just sort of invading this sovereign territory. Um, That is an issue. And we're holding up their defense aid because he wants to do a smear campaign against Joe Biden. Yes. That's the problem. But right. again, they're like, well, the uh, and here we go with the what about shit. Well, you know, then he must be mad about Obama, too. So maybe he'll blow the whistle on MREs. It's like, really?
2: You know, I just think what's being shown to us is such, it's theater.
1: Oh, yeah. It's oh. political theater. Well, at this point, you because you can't, the facts are completely against you. So let's make up a fantasy world where this person is a spy. Yeah.
2: And Th- this happens now. They just put, you just put whatever out into the zeitgeist. Hey, hey
0: that's right. And then we talk about it. Yeah. And it goes we talk to people's about people's brains and we're killing the world, Miles. Thank you. I will uh, fly away in my
1: electric <laughs> helicopter now. <laughs> Thank you, Coke Industries. But even on Laura Ingram's show.
0: Even Laura Ingram?
1: Yeah, Laura Ingram did have John Yu on and immediately raised the specter of him being a, i mean p- possibly from another country. They
0: specifically said, I think that's called espionage. Yeah. Like when talking about this dude who, like when you read his written statement, it's just like, yeah, we had these meetings and we were all just alarmed. Everybody who wasn't the president or Rudy Giuliani right. was like talking to each other like, yo, what the
1: fuck is Exactly. Happening? And the other thing about Vindman is that, He had raised this issue twice to people being like, this is fucked up. Yeah. And nobody did shit. Yeah. And then, so, yes, like you said, his opening statement is bad for Gordon Sondland. If yeah, you remember dude. the week before, he was like, I don't know anything if Burisma meant Biden. That's news to me. I'm just here to do a good
2: job. And uh, can I go? <laughs> he, like, so he was, was playing Dom. you think?
1: Oh, <laughs> yes. The man like, who paid a million level. dollars to be an ambassador, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was He was playing dress up, spy or whatever See, the this
2: fuck. Is, it's all so juvenile
1: yeah well you know this is what happens when you have a the focal point and this president is someone who's just so self-serving and yeah. has just a very narrow focus and is short-sighted only about their immediate satisfaction whether that's plaudits from the press or just being able to be like, well, you see all those people that came out. They're right. not interested in policy. They just want the the feeling of being up yeah. in it. So I then mean, you get all these goons together. Well,
2: it's so crazy because it's just like, that's why I don't take it so seriously because it is theater. But then also there's like re- repercussions that hurt people, yeah, absolutely. which is extremely problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At war, yeah. for yeah. example.
1: Yeah. And leaving people defenseless against a very well-armed aggressor nation in Russia. And then saying like, well, you know, we look into Joe Biden. It yeah. might help.
2: It's irresponsible. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and then in his opening testimony, he he basically explicitly says that Gordon Sondland said all this shit in front of these uh, representatives from Ukraine. And he was like reprimanded, like on the spot by Fiona Hill and him yeah. to be like, yo, that is inappropriate. Right. Like yeah. you're bringing up the Bidens when we're talking about military aid. Yeah. And he said in his this is the where it gets tricky, which is why he probably committed perjury. Is that when he was giving his testimony, he was like, like, no one had ever raised any kind of objection to anything we were doing. As far as I knew, it was just about this company. Right. And meanwhile, we the people were saying, no, sir. No, you actually
0: t- talked about we it. We pulled like, you, you the fuck aside
1: and said, you literally out loud are saying Joe Biden. Right. What does this mean? Who are you? Are you with Giuliani? Yes, you are.
0: By the way, speaking of juvenile, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show for, uh, is that who it was? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel did side by side of Trump's uh, announcement of the al-Baghdadi mission and Obama's announcement of the bin Laden killing. And it's just like stark how he, he's like, and then we, you, you'd think we'd go into the, through the front door, but we went through the side door. Yeah. We came in and, we, and it was big, blo- big blow. things blowing up. And it, it was just like, it was like listening to a child describe something that happened in a movie. Like The Rock. And in fact, he did say, it was like, we, we could see it like it was a movie.
2: Yeah. Again, like, this is our best form of conflict resolution. Yeah, right. Yeah, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, and also like to revel in it too was right. like really a bad look. And I for, I was a little bit disappointed, Jack, because you said speaking of Juvenile, I thought you were going right, to say the rapper. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: When you said side by side, I thought you were going to say you're going to put Trump's oh, thing you side by side. You got your block
1: on fire, in the G until the moment you expire. Anyway. All right. Shout out to Juvenile. Shout out to him.
0: That's you with a badass man, huh? Uh, real quick, I did want to talk about the Katie Hill resignation. Uh, it's terrible. Because I don't, tol- I don't understand it.
1: There's no okay. So Katie Hill, who is a new new member of Congress, uh, is resigning. Um, she rode that midterm wave in with a lot of new uh, freshmen. Um, but the, you know, the right wing, I guess, publication. I won't call it a newspaper. Whatever, Red State. They basically launched this smear campaign that sort of coincided with her estranged husband, I think ex or soon to be ex-husband, who released a ton of just like nude photographs and things like basically revenge porn.
2: She didn't do anything wrong. Then. She
1: didn't do. So this is a story that on its if you distill it down to its bare essence, revenge porn uh, was used, was weaponized against this she woman. She was
2: violated. Yes. That's what happened is the crime was committed against her.
1: Right. To to then use this sort of idea of slut-shaming culture to be like, oh, I don't know if that what that means for Congress or whatever. Nothing to do with wh- whatever her, what she was doing as an actual Congress person, but this combination, right? And I think that's what's, that's what's really fucked up about this whole thing because also, because they're from California, the, even though California is one of the first states to enact revenge porn laws, it's a misdemeanor and mm-hmm. like, Maybe it's a. It's only a misdemeanor. Yeah, it's a thousand dollar fine and maybe six months at its most extreme. And is
2: it out there still? Do they do what they can to collect it and take it off?
1: Well, in her, as she said in her resignation letter, she is exploring every legal avenue possible to bring her ex-husband to justice. But and she again, has more
2: resources than, let's say, you know, just someone off the street who absolutely. gets violated in this way. Yeah.
1: So what happened was she was in a consensual, like, sort of polyamorous relationship with her her husband at the time and uh, campaign aide. Um, and yes. But it was consensual. I understand that is a terrible choice to like engage in a romantic relationship with a subordinate, you know, but that's not illegal.
2: Yeah, it's just also, it's like, of course, you know, people can have a field day and condemn that as just yeah. being immoral. But it's just like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either, honestly. No, I,
1: and again, that, but there are a lot of people pointing to house rules that were passed in 2018 that said you, it's absolutely just off the, off the table to even have any kind of relationship with a campaign, with a staffer, congressional staffer. Yeah. So if you want to go by the letter the law she didn't break that law it was a campaign aid whatever then her husband like in a facebook post tried to allege that she was having an affair with one of her like policy uh people and her on her staff she was like that is not happening but that created an ethics investigation into her based off of her whatever her ex-husband said um but again a lot of these people are just focused on like look at her she's she's nude with a bong right like what the heck is this it's completely devoid of any sort of real it's again this person, her husband, ex-husband, had a revenge plot he was trying to enact and use this culture of like you know trying to come at women for having a, a relationships maybe outside of their marriage or whatever to say this is disqualifying. Whatever.
2: That's how is that disqualifying?
0: Well, this is the difference. Why right?
2: is she? Why is she resigning?
0: I that's the that's what I'm wondering. Well, she, I think it's just yeah, shame. Is, I think that, that it's traumatizing. is traumatizing.
2: What happened to her? That is one hundred percent. It's
0: just like we're so like those two th- values are so closely wired especially among like people who grew up in our culture of like being you know sexually exposed and shame and so you know it just feels... Uh, we were talking about how narcissists are happier because they don't experience shame. Like, right. if you look at this versus how Trump would respond to something like well, this. Well, and
1: again, m- many people point out just the inherent double standard that we have in our yeah. culture, right? Because you even have, again, if you want to play the,
0: you're fucking around, you
1: need to resign card. Right. Then that shit, you should slam the fucking deck on Duncan Hunter's head. Right. Who is a, a congressman from California. This motherfucker had multiple affairs Mm. with staffers, Mm. with lobbyists. This
2: isn't uncommon. Right. Right. And was
1: using campaign funds to fund the Uber rides, the fucking hotel rooms, the dinners, all that shit, which is illegal. That's illegal. It breaks my heart
2: that she's resigning. And I mean- and that's, oh God, you know, that.
1: well, you know, it didn't help that like Nancy Pelosi had think, like quotes to say that it's like, I forget it was like, it was poor judgment or whatever. There wasn't any defense. Like you'd feel poor like judgment. Yeah.
2: Why is she judging her personal? You well, know. Well, yeah. When you
1: think about how many people percentage wise that engage in sexting, yeah. right? right? A lot of people have, could have the fucking guillotine right above their head so at any time.
2: So it's like we, they want like, I mean, look, like, we're millennials and. The sexting, that's sort of like the currency of relationships sure. these days, maybe. I don't know. depends They said yeah. that on Euphoria, so I'm going to go with it I like the show. But, <laughs> I think that's
1: what the kids are talking about, right? Yeah.
2: I don't know. It's just like at some point, at some generation, we're all going to have right, compromising. Right, and I think that's
1: the, where it needs pictures. to be is we need to de-weaponize, take the fangs out of yeah. this shit because we still exist. We're like, oh, I can't believe that. But and this, this that poor sort of lady,
2: man, to have, like, you know, to be exposed that completely way. Completely against and-
1: her consent, too. She had, the, Absolutely <sighs> did not. He was just like, yo, check these out. And then the Daily Mail publishes the shit. And then here you go. Oh, you see, got this whole thing.
2: They, publishing revenge porn is, that should be illegal.
1: Yeah. The oh, The Daily it is. Mail yeah. put this out? Yeah. yeah, the Daily Fail. Of course Oh, my God.
2: Um, and she said, so she's probably. Re- did she make a statement? What's going on?
1: She did. I mean, she just said, "I." It just pains me to say this, but I'm going to be resigning. I don't want to cause any more, like any more pain to the people that have supported me. Nothing really to say that, like, yeah, I really fucked up. That's what really makes it so shitty is that this was just a really, you know, I, 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 I can't see this from being anything else from just her ex husband had a bone to pick and use terms- this whole revenge porn shit to.
2: How has her work been in office?
1: The only thing she was in an ethics investigation because of this Facebook post her ex husband put up. Yeah. That's the only thing. She's new. She's been like a lot of people. She's been very good. Yeah. A lot of people have been excited about her being
2: such a loss for her. Absolutely. Such a loss.
1: Yeah. It really is. So it's again, you know, this is sort of, this is also why, too, the culture on the Hill, right? You have Nancy Pelosi, who's an older woman probably looks at it completely different than let's right. say if the leadership was closer to our generation. Cause
2: no one wants to look at her porn. <laughs>
1: <That's-> <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I think maybe if, if the leadership was yourself, different, they way. might be able to be like, hold on, what the fuck is this? And also right. all these
2: old ass dudes are like, you know, they're sending dick pics. Come on.
1: Mm. Ugh. Ugh.
2: Am I? leaving really know, I don't know. No, I'm no, sure. I'm
1: sure they. Who are. is the? Everybody's sending dick pics.
2: Why aren't those out? No, see now I'm thinking. Like I don't revenge. I'm thinking of revenge for the revenge porn. I'm like, well, put that motherfucker. Yeah, let's right. see, just bring Balls them all out. out. <laughs> but
0: uh, we don't. We're going deserve through that. enough in this country. Bro. <laughs> uh, all right, we're so, gonna take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, it is, we we mentioned a couple weeks ago that it's fire season in California, yeah. uh, which is not as cool as you might think, as fire season might sound. Uh, the world's fifth biggest economy is now on fire in several key areas, uh, some big fires. Um, so far, they've managed to avoid any deaths uh, yeah. because <laughs> of kind of earlier more proactive fire evacuation strategies um but here in los angeles i mean there's it's taken people you know twice as long to get to work three times as long to get to work there's like entire major arteries of the city closed down yeah well
1: and then there's also like what's funny too even a lot of these areas where like wealthier people are living they're so self-centered and self-focused they haven't been telling like people that work for them Oh really? Yeah, like nannies, gardeners, people who take care of their homes, their children. They're like, "Oh yeah, we it's evacuated. Don't come here." Yeah, Yeah. and people are showing up. Like, what? What the fuck's going on? Uh, And also in the Kincaid fire up north, guess who may be responsible for that one? PG&E. Yep. Huh? They're like, "Uh, the cause of the Kincaid fire is still unknown." PG&E reported the equipment on one of its transmission towers broke near the fire's origin point, shortly before the blaze was reported. Hmm. Power had been shut off in the area, but not on that specific transmission line.
0: Yeah, we covered in uh, an episode last week that PG&E was, like, they had the option of fixing their infrastructure, which would have cost money, right, or just coming up with a half-assed solution, like turning the power off to huge chunks of uh, the state. And they went with... The half-assed one.
1: Yeah, just uh, yeah, shut the power down, and then maybe it'll go away. And then look what happened. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it's it's man, the air quality is not good right now in the city. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I've been coughing. global my, warming, huh? They're not letting uh my kid play outside at school because of air quality.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look what the there was a new study that said between some point in the '70s and like last year, the area. That had been affected by burn, like increased fivefold. Yeah, I mean, smoke is not good to inhale.
0: Period.
2: No, like
1: and I mean, but when you just think of like our boom and bust cycles of like like rain, drought, heat, yeah, create a bunch of brush, thick brush for fuel for the fucking wind, right? Like it's, like it's 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 really disturbing. Fires were not. Rare in California, right? But now this shit, like full on, like half the state burning, like around this time of the year, it's becoming the new normal. It's really oh, it's horrifying,
0: legit, like a season that you can count on. Like it, uh, you can count on there being generational fires, like every year, right. now. So
2: I mean, that's oh God. Can you imagine living in an area that's prone to that? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like be- the this one,
2: this one, but like you know, like the people who live. Further west, right oh, north, yeah. you know, where because it, I mean, the fire is not coming down to Hollywood generally. Like, look right. at the smoke. Yeah. No, stuff, there's no, like, bro- there's
1: not enough fuel to have like a full yeah. on city fire. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And I mean, also, they, a lot of people develop like in these areas more and more because it starts yeah. off with the land being cheap and right. then you start over building. Yeah. But even the rich
2: areas where, you know, they yeah. have options. Well, I guess you have options, so it's like, well, we'll just go to the, you know, the other house.
1: Or yeah, or we'll just hire a private firefighting company <laughs> right. to save our home. Which is Speaking what a lot of, of people which, do.
0: Uh one person that did that was Kanye West. Yeah. And uh our next story is about him. This is the Lana Del Rey segment uh, I, yeah. of the of the show.
3: I
1: you know, for all y'all out there who are still Kanye West fans. Yeah,
0: you got some good company. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. What is wrong with you? Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is new president of his fan club. Uh, He tweeted, Kanye West is cracking the culture code. At Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King is the epitome of fearless creativity and, quote, dangerous, unapproved ideas.
2: He said, "What's the name of the album?" Go
1: on. Leftists always try to silence those who are speaking truth. They're waging a war on our family and culture. Kanye is a pioneer. I haven't heard the
2: new album. Oh, you don't need to. (laughs) You can listen.
1: I'll find you a YouTube video that's fart for ten hours straight loop. Mm. And that's better than the twenty seven minutes of whatever the fuck this album was. It's, I haven't listened to it it's yet. Empty, it's empty, it's empty, it's empty, has nothing it doesn't even come close to being anything like gospel music aside yeah. from like using buzzwords. Um, but again, because Kanye has come out here again being like Democrats have brainwashed black people, abortion is killing people, I'm MAGA all day, they realize okay, we, they someone from the, you know, left side of the spectrum or people they like, they're like, let's really just put our capes on and be this man's number one fan. Right. Um, And then, again, you have, uh, who else? Oh, Pamela Geller, who is a very famous Islamophobe and Obama conspiracy theorist, Mm. um, said this about the album. It's everything. Undeniably tremendous. (laughs) The left is going to rip it because it's all God. Akhoney West is a visionary. He either walks alone or raises an army. Either way, he walks on.
0: Mm.
2: I mean, his concept of God, it's very specific again remember we were talking about dogma yeah. earlier so yeah. you know
0: the
1: dogmatic traditions of the church of yeezy are
0: whoa. yeah i mean there if you want to see the reason there is dogma and i i totally agree with everything you said about dogma but uh you know i th- i think like the catholic church would say that dogma exists so that uh kanye west or like people <laughs> like kanye west can't be like i'm god right everybody follow me well, he's uh, not saying he's God.
2: Would you go to a church? I mean, church unless that's the Jesus the album. Yeah, <laughs> when he said, Jesus, "I am a God," <laughs> is, I
1: am a God. Um, he's wait, found Christ, though. No. Yeah. Would
2: y'all go to a service? Sunday service? Yeah. Fuck no. I, I, have,
1: I want nothing to do. I think yeah. he's a he's a such a he. Ugh.
0: I would, but only for the reportage. I would be a like undercover scary. source. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure, okay.
1: I would not go. I think I would just be so pissed off because he You're is... not going
2: there to find yourself necessarily. No, no. Right.
1: I've 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 already found myself. Yeah. Right. And I love what I see. I do wow. not need Jesus. To show me any kind of truth, but yeah, it, it's he, he's. We've talked about this. He's yeah. he's gone. In well, my, I mean, he's, his ship has set sail.
0: The number one source that we look to for uh, our rap reviews. Yeah, uh, the source. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Washington Examiner. Oh yeah, he uh, gave it five mics. I <laughs> uh, gave it five mics. Said with such a long build up to the album's release, the hype could have overshadowed the album itself. That is, if the album hadn't delivered. For early fan reactions or any indication, it's a hit. Millennials will be captioning their Instagram photos closed on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A for years to come. Oh, hell yeah, Benzino. Yeah, that Let is. Let them know.
2: Benzino, man. <laughs> wow.
1: The fucking... Again, these... Are... I, I'm sure Kanye doesn't want these plaudits. If you looked at it, he's like, well, "What what a Complex say? Right. Or like, you know, things were music is actually talked about. Right. Rather than, oh, I've just created like a culture war. He complained point. when
0: Pitchfork gave life of Pablo nine or mu- er, nine stars or whatever. Right. A nine. He was like, what? Where's the other? Where's the other one point?
1: I mean, it's funny to see there are people. You know, I'll go, I'll go on the Kanye West subreddit because I like to see what what his true fans are thinking. And that's like your
0: drudge report.
1: Like uh, where you, no, you follow not the other side. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, no, that's when I go on. Come on, C O Y S for the Tottenham Hotspur subreddit just to see what's going on. Ooh, when yeah. I'm going to check on my enemies. The um, but the yeah, even there, like it's funny hearing some people like post like, "Oh, look what Needle Drop gave the thing." Like, and then some people are like, yeah, fair.
0: <laughs> Other people <laughs> yeah, are like, I think people good.
1: got it like. And then it's funny. There's also this this over recurring theme that you always see people go, I th- I really think I'm one of the only people that actually likes this album. Right. Like, and everyone's been saying that, but it's like, no nah, fam, everyone's trying to say that because you know it's bad is and it you're a- trying to find a silver lining.
2: So for. it's a Christian gospel album?
1: That's what he calls it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. Jesus is king is the name of it
1: yeah
2: yes, all right
1: he says someday want a Yandi until jesus christ did the laundry mm-hmm. to each their i don't even know what that is yeah i don't know
0: what that i don't know what that bar means well he was gonna release an album named Yandi, and then jesus uh, christ he prayed and his laundry was done it was, was a miracle
1: he his he prayed and then he and was inspired by jesus to find a new way to launder
0: money yeah <laughs> there you oh. go Boom. fantastic and that's where his cult is going to come in. Yeah, see, like we know bars out here, you know what I mean. So Hell we're, yeah. we're looking at these. Yeah, and we're we like, what is this? Th- what is this?
2: What's he doing? My
0: bars. Um, and then I want to talk about uh, some Halloween oh, de- de- decorations are uh, <laughs> that are. Uh, I I did not know this existed, man. Uh, but yeah, people are depicting lynchings in their Halloween decorations. Like in aggressive
1: ways. Yeah. There's some people, like there was an attorney's office in Atlanta who did like a mock crime scene. Okay. They put a skeleton outlined in tape, like a crime scene.
0: Yeah. yeah. That doesn't seem like I don't it's know. The same
1: if day. you're like, but again, like if it's a legal floor, office,
2: someone can trip. Do you have liability insurance? You know, right. like it's just, it's yeah. just not, it's just kind of dumb.
1: Yeah. Especially when you're a district attorney. But, but I anyway. think it's,
2: yeah, I think it's more like tasteless rather than offensive.
1: Right. And then there was this another one in Brooklyn. Uh, like in Bedside, there was some home outside of a school just had these depictions of like brown, like black caricatures hung in their window. It's... No, like no variety to
0: it. it oh clearly, yeah, I like, saw that. I mean, they look like those dolls. From, it looked like, like yeah, like yeah. a golly, like yeah. a gollywog doll.
2: Yeah, but so, being hung. So I think that image you know it's it's questionable but i think there's still some plausible deniability but as i was going further and looking at some of the other pictures yeah those uh, are explicitly people uh, hanging by the neck
0: yeah from trees a mcdonald's in massachusetts put up a decoration that included a limp black body hanging from a tree
2: is it all in silhouette is everything in black it is
0: all in silhouette
2: okay i just want to like make sure like you know all the factors are there. But like just like who wants to fucking eat at McDonald's and see someone hanging from a tree?
0: Right. You know? Yeah.
1: Well, I think, you know, cause it's one of these things, right? Where people think of what's spooky, but yeah. their personal experience has probably never intersected with lynchings or the horror of yeah. like lynching. So it's it's abstract. People are like that, like it's freaky.
2: Yeah, so is rape.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. And then people th- and the same way people can make jokes and shit like that, yeah. where it's, like certain things experience. like again, I have a feeling the benign version is someone goes, well, it's freaky, you know? like Oh, like people swinging from the trees. You, you have a African-American customer coming in like, this is horrific. Yeah. Like, what it, this is not spooky. You do zombies. You know? So you right.
2: think it, it is from a place of um, ignorance?
1: I think there are people who are ignorant. Right. Yeah. And then I think there are people who are really just trying to gas themselves up and be like, watch this shit. Right. Mm. Well, my black neighbors are going to hate this and yes. do that kind of shit. Because I think... I mean, there was
0: the example that's kind of undeniable... On here is like somebody who hung what was like a lifelike mannequin from a tree and put a, a Confederate flag up next to it. So well,
2: yeah. that's pretty explicit. Yeah. That n- but she was like,
0: what? Huh? I, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: What do you mean? That's a flying. That's the flying ghost of Robert E. Lee. <laughs> yeah.
2: Speaking of, I Suspended grew up in by Lee the County nurse. in you, Florida. Oh, did you? Fort Myers is in Lee County, I believe named after. Bobby Lee. Yeah. Stand up comedian. Yeah, after Bobby. General Bobby Lee.
1: General Bobby Lee. Wow.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that actually, wow. That works out.
1: That does work out.
2: Robert E. Lee, Bobby Lee. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Again, I think, well, to the point, right? There are people that, again, even with how casually the president or even Joe Biden back in the day was like, this is a lynching. It's like, Mm -hmm. mm, mm, mm. Mm. not enough historical context. You don't, you need to read up a little bit. This yeah. is just a terrible, it's just, you know, it evokes some of the darkest shit in this country's history. Uh, and not even for black people, even for like white people who like protected black people and they got lynched too. Yeah, Cause that was a shit that happened also. So right. it's a very, yeah, it's just a very disturbing thing to see. And again, I, I wonder if how common this was or if this is something that people are becoming more sensitive to just given the, like the tension in the country or the recent news about people talking about lynchings carelessly or things like that. But
2: I don't think I've ever seen that in person as a Halloween decoration. So I didn't even know that was a thing. So it is like I'd be like, yeah, if I was sitting in a McDonald's and saw like that, it, it stands out. It doesn't seem like traditional Halloween spookiness. Yeah,
1: there was a dude in my neighborhood growing up and they had like animals strung up from a tree. Yeah, which was and everyone was like, ugh, this is yeah. fucking weird, Dave."
2: Like stuffed animals or like animals was, that look dead. And
1: then they were like obscured, like they were look like they were mummies, but like the forms of animals, but like right. hanging.
2: Like yeah. How, yeah, that's hella creepy.
1: And this person's front yard was always like on some next level horrific shit though for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But again, it, it yeah. was kind of like mm. like was it supposed
2: to be like a spooky haunted house type of thing?
1: No, it was like spooky. Get the fuck away from my house. Oh,
2: <laughs> like and then in the back it was like a backyard butcher.
1: Uh No, but they did have a, a pond with flames that came out of it.
2: Oh, that's very metal. I think they worked metal. in the
1: industry. Yeah. Well, you know, people go too hard with their decorations. Just <laughs> stick to witch hair, you know? Yeah. Witch hair never hurt nobody. There's it just this, looks terrible.
0: There's this uh writer, George Saunders, who wrote Lincoln and the Bardo and a bunch of classic short stories. And one of his stories is called The Semplica Girl Diaries. And it's like this future. He, he writes about like these, like, kind of fictional versions of of the future, uh where people have living lawn ornaments that they hang from trees, like that they, you know, you you go up and basically reenact a lynching. That's like somebody's job, uh, to like be a lawn ornament in people's yard, essentially. But I like that I always think about that because he always has spending
2: money for this.
0: Right. He always has this just like I don't know. It seems like he has an eye for like the sort of shit that could happen in our culture. Like one of his other stories is about a, fucking a guy
1: like, who starts a website to rate college freshmen's looks <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. ends up destroying the, world. Up
0: destroying the <laughs> world. No, an amusement park based on Civil War reenactments. And I was like, damn, that seems actually really. Isn't that shit? Isn't yeah, that, isn't that uh, Dolly Parton's? Civil War land uh, in sharp decline. Yeah. Well, yeah. then,
1: what was uh, what was her Dixie Stampede? The Dolly Parton, like, yep. like medieval times. If yeah. you're in the north, or it's like the every once
0: in a while, I'll see a thing that shouldn't exist in culture that this dude basically predicted, and I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah.
1: <coughs> right, and it's well, dark
2: stuff. So yeah. yeah,
1: but Dolly switched it up. Yeah, the Stampede is no longer about. Yeah. I think right.
0: Uh, I think, I think maybe she... she might have changed it. Good. To be slightly less problematic.
1: Oh, you know what? Now it's just called Dolly Parton Stampede Dinner Attraction.
0: (laughs) Is that really true? Yeah. (laughs) It's called DP.
1: The website is dpstampede.com. And it looks like now, yeah, yeah, this looks more like Conestoga Wagon type shit. Mm. It's not like on some, like, hey, man, what y'all think about these guys in gray? You like the guys in gray or the guys in blue?
0: (laughs) Who should have won? Uh, well, Fizza, it's been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can, uh, where can people find you and follow you?
2: Uh, I'm on the internet at Fizza Dasani on the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Um, FizzaDasani.com. I'll spell Fizza. Don't expect you to know how to spell that. Um, F-I-Z-A-A-D-O-S-A-N-I. So just note that Fizza is spelled with one Z, two A's.
0: Yeah, yeah, and is there oh, a and tweet you've been enjoying? I was going
2: to say uh, facialrecognitioncomedy.com. dot com. That is a comedy brand and yeah. comedy tour and weekly podcast. Uh, that you who do you check host out. it with? Uh, Paulovie and hey. and Zara Ali, and yeah. I believe Paulovie's been on here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to my Sh- girls.
0: Um, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Let me or was p- that the tweet you wanted?
2: No, share? that wasn't the tweet. Let me pull up. Wait, let me let me look at tweets that I've liked. Actually, let's let's look at Paula's because she just popped up. I'm sure she has a tweet that.
0: Are you guys particularly him. freaked out by facial recognition technology? Is that why you're called facial recognition? Oh comic? well, okay.
2: So people would get like the brown comics mixed up, oh. the women especially, um, and there were only a handful full of us at the time. So I made something called a facial recognition guide so people could refer to <laughs> it before they spoke with us. Right. And then like. Um when we started the show I made um a flyer that has six faces like the six comics who are going to be on that show and it says we are not the same person on our foreheads. <laughs> that kind of went like viral in the comedy community and That's that really started funny. the that started it. So uh, Pallavi says maybe love is not caring that they're horribly unfunny.
0: Mm. Oh. Woo. Damn. That's fucked up. But, I'm, like, you know, I'm glad that's not my significant other. Yeah.
2: I mean, I prefer, <laughs> you know, a partner who's funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, there ain't nothing but, worth,
0: worse than being with somebody
1: whose dreams you don't believe in.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God. And if you're fu- like, not funny and a comedian, uh, that's, that's
0: tough. That's a deal breaker, ladies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I do remember I saw that and I'm like, wooof. <laughs>
1: Uh, miles, where Relatable. can people find you? Oh man, find me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at milesofgray. A few tweets I life, life. Man, I can't speak. You know why? Didn't have my cold brew. That's what the problem. Is. Uh, is at sick of wolves. What if instead of booing rich people at sporting events, we made booing rich people into the sporting event? <laughs> I would love that shit.
0: Hell yeah. A partner of rich person booing.
1: Yeah, yeah. a Aparna at Aparnapkin. a Modern life in one act. Me. I am lonely you I am lonely we heart each other's posts oh that, that oh was man. mine the loneliness uh, and then last one at existings home is
0: where you trust the toilet seat uh, um, that's real yeah that's real that's really real uh, Anna Dresden tweeted when an intern is tall that throws me <laughs> <laughs> Anna is so funny uh, um, you can find me on Twitter at Jack O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we going to ride on? This is a track from UK artist, mm. Oscar Jerome. Mm.
1: Um, and he's kind of cool, uh, a cool, cool dude. He plays a guitar. You know, he's a guitar player, but also like his style is very like worldly, Like you'll hear some Latin rhythms, African rhythms, a little jazziness, hip hop. Mm, so I'm gonna like this. Yeah, it's a really yeah. great track. It's called Do You Really?
2: I just found a tweet of mine I wanted to share. Oh, hell yeah. Come hop right in. Give it to us. At Fizzitazani, and uh, stealing condoms is the perfect intersection of irresponsibility and responsibility. (laughs) That's
0: good. (laughs) Uh, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast. I was in a
3: dark, dark place, yeah I fall beneath my needs and
1: my memories It's kinda hard to be
2: good, good, good enough for you But it's even harder to be good enough for me, yeah Or maybe it's just because my ego Has been eating up my logic since the day I was born, yeah